practice is the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames. Brought to you by Special Needs Family Hour, Inc. For the next hour, we'll be discussing the particular challenges and real-life solutions for families with special needs. If you found us, please know that you are not alone. To find out more, go to SpecialNeedsFamilyHour.com. Now, here is your host, Julie Ames, on AM860, The Answer. Thanks for listening today to the Special Needs Family Hour. I'm Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. Our show is dedicated to helping those parents and caregivers who are caring for special people. The theme of the show is the essay, Welcome to Holland, by Emily Pearl Kingsley. Kingsley describes the experience of raising a child with a disability. It's like planning a fabulous vacation trip to Italy, only to realize that your plane has landed in Holland. Holland isn't a bad place. It's just a different place. So you must go out, buy a new guidebook, learn a whole new language, and meet a whole new group of people you would never have met. Holland is a code word for living life with those with disabilities. My hope and prayer is that the challenges we all face in Holland will make us better people. It has been an interesting time in Holland for us. Our oldest two daughters, Marie and Christina, are on the autism spectrum and have intellectual disabilities. Our youngest daughter, Anna, is a typical teenager. I'm sorry, I'm a little emotional, but my daughter, Christina, she has been sick since January and very sick since June. It was during this time that I made an appointment with a specialist in North Carolina, thinking I would never meet it, need it because surely we would solve her nausea problem by then. And, of course, we didn't. And <laughs> we flew to North Carolina four weeks ago tomorrow, and we saw a specialist. He said that Christina had GERD. He was the first person that asked Christina where she felt nausea and I looked at Christina I said where do you feel sick and she took her pencil and drew a pin mark from her stomach to her neck he says she has atypical GERD because she has no uh, the normal symptoms the heartburn and he gave her heavy medication she takes uh, antacid first thing 6 a.m. 6 p.m. she takes another medicine that coats her esophagus in her stomach and he said if it's GERD we'll see an improvement within three to four weeks And thank goodness, my little Christina, she's back. We're seeing an improvement finally. And my little girl is up in the morning and it's coming along. Today, we have a great show. Our guest is Julie Reyes, the founder and executive director of the Diversity Action Coalition. The Diversity Action Coalition is a nonprofit that is all about bringing people in our community together to take action. Their mission is to act impact, and connect our community. Their focus is to inspire, empower, and engage our community as one for the special needs, military families, and veterans of Tampa Bay. We will be discussing their work in our community to include their December Breakfast with Santa for children with special needs. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Please stay with us. We will be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. 
That's SpecialNeedsFamilyHour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Today we have Julie Reyes, the founder and executive director of the Diversity Action Coalition. Julie has been in the nonprofit arena for over 25 years from volunteering in leadership, logistical, and board roles. She has spent endless hours volunteering with nonprofits to include Relay for Life, Autism Society, Autism Speaks, serving on various boards to include Artistas Cafe, Morningstar School of Pinellas, and Jacob's Touch Foundation. In 2016, Julie saw the need to start the Diversity Action Coalition. The Diversity Action Coalition is a registered nonprofit, 501c3. It is a Tampa Bay community-based organization whose primary focus is to provide direct local support to individuals with disabilities, veteran, military, and community members. Their mission is to bring the great resources and community partners of Tampa Bay together to serve the greater good. Hi, Julie. Please tell our listeners a little bit about your background, how you got started, and explain what you've been up to. Okay. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank you for having me uh, join you today and tell you a little bit about myself, my background, and Diversity Action Coalition. So um, to really kind of bring it to the very beginning, I... Have, I was raised in a family of nine. Yes. Um, so I have, uh, I have five brothers, a sister, myself, and my parents. But as a large family, we always had the community. We had individuals and family members over all the time. We were always involved with things in the neighborhood and getting out and about and supporting others. Yes. So I think from a very young age, I, I just I really enjoyed it. I really saw the benefits of a community and of people reaching out and helping one another and sharing resources and, like I said, just helping each other, being neighbors and uh, working together for the greater good. So that is my background and as a a child. And then as I got older, um, married, and I started doing a lot of volunteer work within the community Cancer Relay for Life was one of the ones that I really enjoyed because it it gave a lot of back to the community right. and we took a lot of action within the community. When I was also, uh, am, I am married <laughs> to an individual, a veteran, um, who served over 33 years of active duty military service. So at one point we were assigned in the United Kingdom and we did a lot of volunteer work at the Cheshire Manor House, which was a local community house for adults with disabilities and spinal cord injuries. And what we would do is we would come every Sunday with some of the troops and we would get to know one another. We would have lunch. We would play British games and American games, (laughs) you know, and really just kind of share the things that we have in common together and just get out and about. Yes. What a prelude. Yeah. To what was to come. Yep. So while we were in England, that's when I... uh, became pregnant with triplets. <laughs> so we actually uh, now have triplets who are going to be 12 years old in just a very few couple days. Wow. But being born in England, yes. Um and they were actually born in the British hospital in Cambridge at the time. So they were born early. They were premature babies. Um altogether really their birth weight would equate to the birth weight of one child, <laughs> one My. typical seven-pound 
uh, so many ounces child. Mm -hmm. Um, But we had three. Yes, and they were born at 30 weeks. (laughs) They were born at 30 weeks, and they weighed a little over two pounds and a couple ounces each. I think Christian was the largest at two pounds 15. Mm -hmm. Um, So being in a NICU environment in the United Kingdom, in England at that time, there were actually challenges such as uh, we were told our children might be split up. It was really inconceivable to us that they could put our three children in three different hospitals. But in that scenario, if there were not enough NICU beds or cots, they called them, then it's very possible that one could be in London, one could be in Cambridge, and one could be in Huntington. So that's a nightmare. Right. And (laughs) we were told this right going in. We were told this, you know, as we were going through the pregnancy. Because we knew our children would be prematurely born. Right, right. And like I said, they they have a likelihood of, you know, possibly splitting the kids up. Oh, my. So how long were they there? Um, they were born in November, and <clears throat> they weren't released until the January time frame. So we were, they were in the NICU for quite some time. And um, I had, you know, some complications as well. So it oh. was it was quite the time. And my husband was a commander um with a unit over there too, and he had his obligations and commitments and <laughs> yes. responsibilities. It's um, not like you call in sick, right? And you have no family when you're assigned to duty overseas. So, right. Um, oh but we were there until the triplets were six months old. So they got out in January, and then we came back to the United States. And shortly after we returned to the United States, my husband deployed for combat. I'm already exhausted. <laughs> so again, I, I So did you have help during this time at all or who did you stay with? Actually at that time we stayed with my father-in-law who okay. was at that time in his 70s and so here I come as a new mama with three little babies basically invading his house in New yes. Jersey and my husband's deployed for the next year. Wow. It was during this time frame when I realized that, again, it was a blessing to have three children. And you can see developmentally um, differences in boys and girls and things like that. But we I soon realized Christian was exhibiting some issues that were just a little bit more different than what the girls, how the girls were progressing. Yes. And for people that aren't familiar with autism, And, of course, with us, that's hard to believe at this point. But there was a time I didn't know. Tell them what you were seeing at that point in time. Well, at at that time, um, well, first of all, we always had uh, assistance from some of the services. And here you call it fiddlers in uh, Florida and special services because they were premature. So I was always on the alert for anything that could be manifesting itself. But he wouldn't really look at people. You could talk to him, and he really would just be in look like he was in la la land. Right. And but we knew his hearing was good. Right. Um, walking and some of the gross motor skills were much slower for him, mm-hmm. and things like that. And the toy playing—that's right. The repetitive uh, toy playing, spinning wheels. He would literally push over the. Um, the stroller, so he could spin the wheels. That was his mode of playing at times. And I really was a little bit questionable. But 
you go with you go with your gut and you think things you talk with other moms and um some of the reactions that i got was well he's a boy right well he was you know they were born premature you know boys right. develop slower than girls but again that's when your mom instinct kicks in yes. and you really have to depend on Something's not right, and let's do some more investigation. Let's talk with some more doctors. Let's let's really look at this a little bit more. Wow. And then where did you go from there? So, <clears throat> Well, from there, we actually moved again. At that point, my husband came back from his deployment, so they were about 18 months, and we were in northern Virginia. So we actually had the opportunity to um, get some good counsel from a developmental pediatrician, and a very experienced developmental pediatrician who gave the diagnosis of autism, but also really counseled us on there's so much that we do know and don't know about autism. Right. We really can't foresee the future. And there are so many variables that can impact an individual's um outcome and how they how they are going to going to progress which is a very positive approach right it wasn't um it wasn't a scare tactic it wasn't your life is over it's doomsday (laughs) right um however of course anybody who is facing news that they never expected you go through periods of Grief. grief Exactly. And in your times of quietness and solitude, you think about what you thought was going to be happening and what you thought the future was going to be. And because you don't know what is to be, it's very scary and it's fraught with a lot of fear. Right. But you're a parent and you need to put the parent on (laughs) and be the positive, be the strong and be the advocate and always right. the advocate for your child, your children, and your family. Because right. it truly is, from my perspective, it is a family and community journey that you're embarking on. So as you start looking at what do, what do we do, where do we go from here, you have to seek out resources and information. Yes. Why don't we take a break there? That is such, it's so important, your story, because your your story really reflects on your organization that you have started. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I'm here with Julie Reyes, the founder and executive director of Diversity Action Coalition, a Tampa Bay community-based nonprofit whose primary focus is to provide direct local support to individuals with disabilities, veteran, military, and community members. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. 
I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I'm here with Julie Reyes, the founder and executive director of the Diversity Action Coalition, a Tampa Bay community-based nonprofit whose primary focus is to provide direct local support to individuals with disabilities, veteran, military, and community members in the Tampa Bay area. Now, Julie, we've been talking about the progression of after you had your triplets, and I guess they're 18 months. You're now in... Virginia, Northern Northern Virginia. Virginia. I spent time in Northern Virginia. (laughs) And unlike me, you had a great pediatrician. My pediatrician kept, now, of course, this is 10 years later. I think my kids are about 10 to 12 years older. older. My pediatrician kept saying things like, well, do tags bother her? Kids like that don't like, don't don't like to have tags. And he would say all these things, but I never knew what he was talking about. Mm -hmm. But you had a good pediatrician who gave you the diagnosis of autism, was Mm -hmm. positive about it. Right. And if I remember right, you had you found all your therapists. Tell us about that. Right. So our time there in Northern Virginia, we were able to cobble together. Um, and at this point, we only had six months left until we were going to move again. Oh. So again, as a military family, you're kind of weighing, okay, do we do we wait till we get to our next duty station, or do we, you know, tackle this right now? Right. One of the best pieces of advice that I got was breathe, breathe. <laughs> Honestly, because you have all these thoughts coming together, you start thinking about speech, OT, um, occupational, so speech, occupational therapy, physical therapy, ABA therapy, applied behavioral analysis therapy, play therapy, you know, and everything. Right. Meanwhile, we have three children, not just one child, but three children, all of the same age. So at that time... We got it together in terms of being able to get speech therapy, occupational therapy, and a really wonderful um, applied behavioral analysis group. Awesome. And that's when our son was finally starting to do some vocalization. um, And we were really starting to see a good program for him. Right. And some progress. What happened next was, as typical, we move. It's time to move. And I am a pretty proactive person, so I start making phone calls to find out, okay, what's down in Georgia where we were moving to? And lo and behold, there was only one TRICARE, which is the military insurance provider, only one provider at that time in the area that we were moving to. Literally, I was on the phone begging this person to please take my child on, you know, for services, for right. behavioral analysis services, speech and OT. However, we cannot even begin to get on a waiting list until we physically move to that location. Oh, and again, you're trying to be very proactive, but you really can't and your hands are tied. Um, but we were, we were eventually able to get our services going. But the good thing about it was that particular provider didn't really fit our family needs. And because I had had such a good experience in Northern Virginia with very good support and very good array of therapists, I say I knew what right looked like. Yes. So after giving this new group a little bit of time, I realized this wasn't the good fit for our family. Right. And that's one thing I would share is that you know your family you know your family dynamics. You know your child the best. 
you know if it's working, if everything is gelling yes. together, or if there's tension or you're feeling something's not right. Right. And you want to make that call and feel confident because, yes. again, it's hard. It's hard because you think you may be stepping backward. Right. But the right answer or a better provider may be just a few Yes. You know, steps, a few weeks, a few months away that can really take you in a different direction. Right. For me, my children had high anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I always had to weigh any type of therapy mm-hmm. with what it was going to do to their reference, their anxiety. Right. So exactly. and, and so we always went a little bit less therapy mm-hmm. because right. of that. Right. But, but people would tell me I was wrong for that. Right. Exactly. When you hear some of the research that says we need 40 hours of intensive therapy. I know. And you think about your child who's three or four years old at that time. And again, we are very blessed that we have three children. And you can see the play that is necessary for kids to play, peer play and, and playing with toys. And then you look at your child who is working hard in ABA therapy or speech therapy um, or occupational therapy, it's you want your child to also have a childhood. And again, you know, you know as a parent how to try to get that balance. Again, we were very fortunate. And one of the things that I always did was include um, the siblings Always, right. they would also accompany to speech and occupational therapy, and at times be the play the players, if you will, right. in some of the ABA therapy. Yes. Um, the other thing that we did was life is seven days a week, twenty four hours a day, right? Yes. And so we would search out and seek therapists that would work and understand that there's a weekend. Right. Yes. <laughs> there's yes. there's perhaps uh, an event that we might want to go to on a Saturday or a birthday party. Yes. And that was one thing that I took the time when I was searching for therapists or people to be on our our team, if you will, um, that would be willing and and that they did that. Right. Because. We, like I said, life doesn't end on Friday at five o'clock. No. Oh, my goodness. I had a therapist, and she basically told me if my child failed, it was my fault. Well, (laughs) I show up, and I've got one of them on the floor, and then I've got one of them at the table. And I just, I I never blow my stack. Right. Yeah. I did. I said, look at her. Right. (laughs) Right. It went from there. We regrouped after that. Right. Exactly. And that's one of the calls that you need to make as a parent. When something's not feeling right, then you need to really reflect on that and potentially make a tough change. I had a very similar experience. I was explaining to a therapist one time about our family dynamics. At that time, my husband was deployed and he and we were new. We were new to an area and I was explaining he would be coming back for a midterm break. Right. And they just looked at me like, honestly, like they didn't care. And at that point, I just knew this this wasn't really going to work for us. Right. Because there's three children here and, and a mom and, you know, grandparents. And, and right. we don't have a lot of family nearby, but we but we have a community. 
And right. if you're not willing to understand our community and what we do and what we would like to do, like yes. go to movies or go to a party and help us with that, then I'm sure right. I can find somebody who would be willing to um, help us progress in that direction. Yes, and it's so important. And these don't may not sound like big things, but they are because there's so little time together, and right. and and it's hard when those times are stressful, right? Because of different <laughs> exactly. situations, right? And you don't want like I'll give you an example of uh, going to the movies the first time. I wanted to have support because I, at the time my husband was not at home; he was deployed overseas, right? And I didn't want to have to leave the movies because my son was having some concern because I have two little girls who wanted to watch the movies. Right. And that's when we always have to be aware of the impacts and implications on the entire family. Yes. Yes. We had the same situation. Christina starts having a seizure in the dressing room. Mm -hmm. Anna starts putting her clothes back, helping me dress. Right. <laughs> Christina's done with her seizure, and she's going to sleep. Right. I look at Anna. I'm like, I guess you get to keep trying your clothes on. Right. But exactly. just bizarre things like that. Right. And because you don't want the other ones to pay. Right. Exactly. Right. And do you want to get the help that you need, like I said, that works for you and works for your family and with you as a team. So that was really our approach to therapies and things like that. Um, so eventually, like I said, we were in Georgia, uh, Georgia for two years, and then we moved to Tampa. Yes. And that's uh, DJ again. <laughs> we moved here and probably about two, three weeks later, he deployed again. Oh, my. And we knew. I mean, it right. wasn't like these deployments um, overseas are unknown or completely out of the blue. We knew. Right. But coming into the Tampa Bay area, our children were now entering preschool or like pre-K. And I was very happy because you have here in Florida VPK right. versus Georgia where we left was a lottery system. So right. it was very strange to me that maybe one of my children would be able to go to pre-K and then two of them might not be able to. So I was actually quite thrilled that we were coming to the Tampa right. Bay and the Florida area because of pre-K and very excited about the transition and always trying to make the most of these transitions because that's when you can change up things. Right. Because everything's already changing. So if there's something you want to change, you can you yes. can change it. Yes. Because everything's already kind of topsy-turvy. Right. And the kids' schedules right. are off. Everything's off. It's, right. It's so you might over. as well try something new. Exactly. <laughs> so um, we came down here. And one of the things, again, that ev eventually will segue into why I um, started a nonprofit, though, is because all this moving really um, focuses on networking. It right. focuses on getting connected with resources, valuable resources, people in your community that care, um, organizations, community partners that you can reach out to. Because if you don't go out there and you don't explore and you aren't able to, then you will become very isolated very quickly. Right. And your whole world, and in my case, it would be myself and three children, would just fall Close. in upon me. And here I would be for a year by myself, completely outnumbered. <laughs> so right. I really, I 
didn't want that to happen. And I don't want to see that happen for anybody because we know as human beings, we belong in a community. Right. We benefit from being with each other, from supporting one another, from sharing with each other. So that's really what this is. That's where this is coming from. Right. Well, let's continue that conversation on the other side. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I'm here with Julie Reyes, the founder and executive director of the Diversity Action Coalition, a Tampa Bay community-based nonprofit whose primary focus is to provide direct local support to individuals with disabilities, veteran, military, and community members. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM860, The Answer. I'm here with Julie Reyes, the founder and executive director of the Diversity Action Coalition, a Tampa Bay community-based nonprofit whose primary focus is to provide direct local support to individuals with disabilities, veteran, military, and community members in the Tampa Bay area. So, Julie, we've gotten to the point where you've (laughs) just moved to Florida. Right. GJ is off on another tour for a year. Right. Desert Storm. Yeah. (laughs) Always a year. And you have the three kids. Right. And it's time to regroup. Get your therapist. Right, right, right. So let's talk about that. So we um, we got our program together when, like I said, when we first moved down here, our kids, it's so hard to believe, but they were in pre-K. They were starting pre-K. So, and now they're actually in sixth grade. So it's wow. just, it's amazing. Yes. Um, this was a wonderful move for quality of life for our family, um, being in the, the Tampa Bay area. And so... Um, with my spare time, right? Sure. Right. <laughs> Lots of spare time. <laughs> yes. Somebody um, had advised me that they needed some help with, uh, uh, it was a national organization was which was doing some work in the area of autism and thought that I might be able to help. And so with this organization, um, I, I did a lot of volunteer work for years. I chaired walks and things like that. Um, I had the opportunity. It was It was a great opportunity to really work at the local level, the state level, and the national level. Right. I had the opportunity to go to Washington, D.C., to visit with congressmen and women, our our Florida congressmen right. and women in Washington, D.C., which was amazing. Yes. Meet with other families and um, advocates within the state of Florida and then outside of Florida nationally, um, some people with some really amazing programs going on in other states. Right. But after doing that for about five years, what really, it just kind of came back home to me when I would talk with families that now I've known for years. Right. We've watched our children grow, um, going from pre-K, going through IEP meetings, getting yes. started through school, um, you know, just those times when it really hits home that 
we're here locally. Right. We live in Tampa Bay. We have so much, so many great things in Tampa Bay, but we also have some gaps and we have some opportunity to meet some local needs. And so my experience was seeing, yeah, absolutely. On a national level, whether it's a, whether it's a, an organization that works with our, our warriors, our veterans at the national level, um, you know, other disabilities, autism, ADHD, things like that at the national level. But here we are at home, Mm. you know, the boots on the ground at home, talking with parents, working with organizations and community partners locally who are looking for answers or looking for connections or looking for ways to help. And that's really kind of what led me to start my nonprofit, Diversity Action Coalition, Because of that, because I really felt that, um, well, first of all, that we're actually all more alike than we are different. Correct. We really, really are. And so as a military spouse, as a mother of a child with a disability, as a member of our community, um, I see things that are so similar and so parallel. So let's just take for an example, employment. We have military spouses who have a very difficult time getting a job because they keep moving. And as you heard my story, you could see, yes. <laughs> how could I have possibly kept a job moving yes. from how you know, you build place a resume? to place and state no. to state? Well, actually, I had a great career before I got married I know. <laughs> with Citigroup and Chase Manhattan Bank. But once you're in married within the military, you have to make some really tough choices. Veterans or military men and women who get out of the military face some employment obstacles because of the manner in which their their career may or may not jive with the civilian world. Right. 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 Um, And then we have individuals with disabilities, young adults and adults who want to be employed, who are excited about this new chapter in their lives to have a job. To have that chance to connect with their coworkers and excited for the future and career progression, and yet very seldom do they have that real chance to get a valuable, gainfully employment job that has career progression. Yes, and so you have types, you have these people, and I hate to categorize and label, and and actually, it's just hard to get a job. Yes, <laughs> it's hard for a college graduate to get a job. Yes, it's hard for a grad student to get a job. So everybody at times is seeking employment, right. seeking a job or seeking that next career step and things like that. So that's where I see where people were actually more alike than we are different. Yes. OK, we all have issues and concerns that happen at home that we're trying to take care of. So right. whether it's an elderly parent, whether it's a child or a young adult who's having some issues and concern, or whether it's a spouse who has some concerns or a f- very dear friend right. who's going through some very difficult times, again, we're more alike than we are different. We right. all have things that may not you may not visibly see, but right. we're dealing with. Yes. And so that's one of our philosophies. We're all more alike than we are different. We don't, we may be labeled this and that, whatever that label is, but we're not going to let that label define us. 
We're not going to let the label limit us. We're going to go out there. We're going to work together, connect and network and share our resources so that we can help each other. Well, I love that you're including the military within Mm -hmm. that. Right. Because you have so many people moving here that have children and just trying to get them in the school system, even if they don't have special needs. Right. Exactly. all the things that go along with all that. I just think it's awesome that your organization, not only do you factor in the special needs, but you factor the whole gamut. Right. The whole range. Right. And that's the thing. When we have uh, events and meetings, resource events, um, one of the things that we do with Argosy University is one yes. of our partners is share resources and something that someone might learn today. Let's just say it's about the step up scholarship or the gardener scholarship. Right. Maybe they don't need that at that time. But you know what? Maybe they're going to need it two years from now. Or maybe a friend of theirs might need it right. when something happens at school that's not working out for their friend's child and they need to know what other resources are yes. there or what other schools are out there? What are the other possibilities? Right. And by showing these resources and sharing events with these resources yes. and bringing them together, again, we can educate ourselves, we can learn right. about them, and we can think, wow, maybe so-and-so would benefit from this organization. Right. And what's neat about networking and, I mean, people call or ask me questions mm-hmm. and I try and put them in the touch with the right person right and i look at advocacy and what Mm -hmm. you're doing is you're just helping people more people get together right and i am a very people person so again you can say lots of people will say we'll go to www dot blah 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 you know what i don't want to i want to sit down with another mom or dad i want to sit down with somebody who has a child maybe older than me or maybe that has already gone through some difficult experiences. Right. And I want to talk with them. I want right. to understand. And I am hoping that they'll share with me. They're not going to make my decisions for me, but no. they're going to help me um, enlarge my mind and my scope and my view to say, well, well, you know, maybe there's some other possibilities out there. I never thought about that. I never thought that there would be a college program for my right. child. I right. never thought that there there's a job over here at this organization that just started a new program. I didn't know that. Yes. So you're not going to get that from www. blah blah blah. You just you're not. And that's where people. It's yes. all about people. It's all about relationships. It's all about doing the right thing and and sharing. And yes. we can go so much further if we do that. Well, why don't we take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about all the awesome events you have coming up. Thanks. Okay. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860 The Answer. I'm here with Julie Reyes, the founder and executive director of Diversity Action Coalition, a Tampa Bay community-based nonprofit whose primary focus is to provide direct local support to individuals with disabilities, veterans, military, and community members. Please stay with us. We'll be right back. To reach Julie or any of the guests on today's show, call 813-816-2637. That's 813-816-2637. Or go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Special Needs Family Hour with Julie Ames on AM860, The Answer. To contact Julie, go to specialneedsfamilyhour.com. That's specialneedsfamilyhour.com. 
Now, here's Julie Ames. I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. I'm here with Julie Reyes, the founder and executive director of the Diversity Action Coalition, a Tampa Bay community-based nonprofit whose primary focus is to provide direct local support to individuals with disabilities, veteran, military, and community members in the Tampa Bay area. So, Julie, you're going to tell us about some of your events that you have. Right. That you've had and coming up. Yes. Well, the wonderful thing about Diversity Action Coalition is that middle word, action. And action is something that we do and try faithfully to do every single month. We try to do a community service project or a project awareness project or a networking meet, mix, and mingle type Mm -hmm. of project um, or initiative or event every single month. As an example of some of the things that we've done, with Argosy University as our partner, we've right. had Rally for Our Children and Dream Fest, which mm. were huge community uh, resource fairs with Argosy. We've done bike builds for military families and veterans. Mm. Um, our meet, mix, and mingles are an opportunity for community leaders, community partners, and adults with varying disabilities to come together in a great environment yes. and connect and network and talk. Um, again, we never really get that opportunity right. to do that in an informal but fun setting right. versus a support group. Right. No, a meet, greet, greet, and mingle is an opportunity to be doing something together um, and talking and connecting on a level where you feel good about meeting somebody new yes. and you have some things in common. Um, we have... Coming up, I want to tell you about a couple things. Yes. We have a, um, we're going to have a Thanksgiving where we'll be creating bags for Liberty Manor where some of the veterans are. Yes. Um, gift bags and bags for homeless that we'll be giving out as well. In December, we have our Breakfast with Santa event. And that event we really love doing because it brings our community, our families with disabilities and individuals together And we can sit and eat and have some holiday festivities and just talk to one another, network, see Santa Claus. Um, We have therapy dogs. We have arts and crafts. We have some music and some really wonderful special guests. But it's a morning of of just holiday community, if you will. So we enjoy that. And then in February, on February 2nd, we'll have the second annual um, Tampa Bay 5K for Autism. And this year, it's the one mile, run for one, run for all. Okay. So everybody can do that one, right? Yes. yes. Because we're representing all of us. We're right. all different. We're all special. We're all unique. And we can run for one, run for all. Yes. Now, how February can people 2nd. contact you and get more information and sure. tickets to your We'd events? love to have you check us out on our Diversity Action Coalition Facebook page. Um, that's where a lot of the information is at, a lot of the flyers, the links to the Eventbrite. And for the 5K race, this, like I said, will be our second annual um, is with our registration is with Racehawk. Um, but the link will be on there as well. Um, and upcoming events that we'll be doing will be published on there as well. And then my personal contact information that I give out. It's uh, my email is dfwjc62 at gmail.com. That's dfwjc62 at gmail.com or my cell phone at 856 
856-470-4449. That's 856-470-4449. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. I am just glad we met years ago. Yeah, and we've known each other a long time. Yes, and I'm just amazed at all that you've done and accomplished, and I just think it's awesome. So, I'm Julie Ames, and you're listening to the Special Needs Family Hour on AM 860, The Answer. Please join us next Sunday at 1, right here on AM 860, The Answer. Thank you for listening to the Special Needs Family Hour. If you've missed any part of today's program, you can get the podcast of this and every show at specialneedsfamilyhour.com. While there, please take advantage of the resources we've made available. And if you're so inclined, please support the advertisers that support this program. Special Needs Family Hour, Inc. is a nonprofit 501c3 organization. More than anything, just know that you are not alone. And we invite you to join us next Sunday at 1, only on AM 860. The Answer.